hello and welcome to the third episode of your local brown feminist you know i was so anxious before starting this podcast i always wondered who will even listen to this so if you are tuning in right now thank you so much sending you a tight hug right away we have had some insightful conversations in the last two episodes about fat liberation female sexuality with absolute experts in the field today is going to be different today's conversation is more candid fun and chatty because i will be joined by chitrangadadi my absolute favorite she's an incredible actor photographer founder of a sustainable upcycled clothing brand she is one of the kindest and warmest people i have ever met yet so fierce and unapologetic about her work we discuss about her growing up years moving to bombay few of her incredible roles in films and gender representation in hindi cinema so it's going to be a fun chat stay tuned Thank you, Chitrang Dadi, so much for joining. It's such an honor and joy to have you on my podcast. My pleasure as well, Prakshi. Hope you're good. You have genuinely been the sweetest and kindest person who always show up in all the weird things that I try to try my hand at. <laughs> so thank you. No, I don't think they are weird at all. I mean, like I'm very glad that, uh, like, at this age, you're. like you know doing such amazing work like you know like at least starting a dialogue which is so essential and i hope more people like you know take the initiative to start like you know a dialogue regarding certain things which should have been done like you know decades before thank you so much so you know let's go back and to your growing up like Because when I look at you, I see that your home is like a feminist powerhouse, you know, with such incredibly strong women surrounding you. So, how did that energy impact you? What was growing up like? Okay, so uh, I don't know. Like, it, I'll take forever if I start talking about <laughs> my growing up days. Uh, I I can, you know, like how in Tarantino's films there there is a chapter one, chapter two, chapter three, and all of that. I think my growing up was also something like that. Like every chapter had a different was of a different genre. <laughs> and uh, like you know but i went through like i actually literally went through some chapter uh, chapters which i don't want to call them phases because phases are usually uh, like they, the duration is not so long like you know mm. most of the mean phases so like uh till the time we were living with our father uh, that was a very different time very different uh, like you know period of growing up and uh, then when like you know my mother sort of walked out of the like whole marriage situation and she uh, started living with my grandparents so that was again a very different chapter in my life and like the i mean the brightest chapters of my childhood like you know is when i started living with my grandparents and then from there you know after a point my mother moved out and uh, it became a nuclear family like me my mom my sister just the three of us three of us that was another chapter so uh, each of these chapters like you know uh, uh, had very different emotions like while growing up uh, at my father's house like when uh, the two of them were together uh, i don't have uh, too many memories and i don't have a lot of nice memories as well um but whatever little nice memories i have uh, those are mostly with my mother and like you know how uh, you know she, like she taught us certain things without just like you know rubbing it on our faces like just through her lifestyle uh, you know how she narrated things to us certain stories uh, like you know like she narrated ha uh, sorry 
हेलो डिड यू से समथिंग ओके 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 सॉरी सो बट यू नो लाइक आई वॉज सो फ्रीक्वेंटली एक्सपोज टू डोमेस्टिक वायलेंस एंड जस्ट लाइक नॉट अ वेरी पीसफुल एटमोसफियर एंड हाउ आई यूज टू एक्सपीरियंस इट लाइक ऑलमोस्ट एवरी डे आई इट it seems like a very it seems like a very gloomy film you know like a very dark film like you know that phase of my life or that chapter of my life and uh, then i then we start when we started living with our grandparents uh, i i mean that had been like the turning point in my life where i sort of uh, explored certain creative uh, spaces of my own and uh, i i started having friends like you know friends for real and uh, i started like you know experiencing what a playground is where i can play uh, you know uh, break my uh, like you know body parts because i used to fall like you know fall down so often because i was always playing around and also so many women in the house Like apart from my mother was always working, but there was uh, my mashi, my maternal aunt, mm-hmm. and uh, my grandmother. Though all of them were working, and uh, the only man in the house was my grandfather. Mm-hmm. So I was surrounded by women, mm-hmm. and uh, and most of my friends in the colony or pada, whatever you want to call it, was they were also like girls. So. Uh, you know they didn't like you know tell me things specifically okay this is what is uh, like you know you call sexist or this is not sexist this is normal I, they didn't teach me any of these things like literally mm-hmm. but the way they took decisions the way they did certain things like you know it was very natural to me like certain things were very that came very naturally to me because it was done very organically so by the time i like you know hit my teenage and then we moved out of my grandparents house because of some distance issues like my mother had to work and travel so much so we shifted like you know slightly uh closer uh, like to uh, to salt lake Hmm. so uh, that was uh, like you know again a very different phase like it was like experiencing freedom uh because in at my grand grandparents house like whatever it was like it's all cool you can discuss different things but at the same time it was a it was a lot like that whole mohabbat <laughs> situation like you know anush anushasan and all of that okay like very like certain discipline things were very hardcore hmm. especially my grandfather and my grandmother they both were like you know teachers my grandfather was a professor in uh, scottish church college and my grandmother was a teacher in south point so small small things like don't make noises while you're eating food okay so like you know there shouldn't be food all over your hands it should only touch your finger finger point fingertips and uh, okay don't sit like this so many of those i i feel it's very good and some of those things i feel that you know if those things would have happened now i'm sure i would have started a dialogue mm-hmm. okay so uh, but i started experiencing a lot of freedom once i started living with my mother alone just my mom Uh, i think with every generation somehow uh, the whole perspective towards life changes and broadens mm. so for my grandfather my grandmother they were pretty like you know they they were, they were very liberal they were very open uh, but again my uh, aunt or my mother is a, like is a step ahead of them mm. okay so uh, that third chapter of my life was this and uh, like and through my own experiences and my mother stopped teaching me everything uh, like you know from that point of time because she was like you guys have grown up like she would really scold us if we would like you know do some strange stuff but at the same time uh, and also she knew that like you know hormones were like getting all excited and you know we are also growing up so we are going to do some random shit <laughs> but uh, that whole phase i i figured out many things through my own experiences mm. yeah and uh, a lot of things which i did not realize back then then uh, that this was wrong or this was like 
absolutely misogynistic in nature which was done to me or i was maybe a misogynist towards someone else i didn't realize but i was just going with the flow and now when i look back and i feel that okay this is was the reason this was the reason of how like you know why i behaved 2 years later hmm. or this particular incident made an impact on me so like growing up was like 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 a lot of like different chapters and a lot of like you know sh- shifting of houses and uh, also shifting of uh, i would say circumstances and situations like my life i still feel that it has never like you know been stuck at one place it's not that i don't want i would be very happy to stay in one place like you know how one person stays in one place for years for decades like you know but somehow my life hasn't been like that and now that i am in bombay and uh, here you have to move out every 11 months so now it is like the whole shifting thing is a lot more frequent than before So yeah, growing up was all like you know, shifting from one place to the other. So when you first moved to Bombay, what was it like living, you know, alone in a different city? Oh man, I was very homesick. <laughs> I mean, I was extremely homesick, and uh, I used to feel sad. I, I was I was quite depressed in the beginning, and that was also fa- that was also a time I had just gotten into a relationship. and uh, i like we were doing long distance because we didn't want to break up i mean because we didn't want to be like oh we are going far away so let's break up so we were like if the love is still there inside us let's see how things like you know how things happen how things unfold let's see we'll take it like you know like one day at a time so but that was the first time i actually stepped out of my But, you know of my city and started living permanently somewhere else i have gone for you know camps shoots plate uh, tours and all of that but never like really lived in any other city so uh, but i knew i had to make this conscious decision because i was not very happy with the work uh, culture and the way the, the, the process of you know uh, taking actor I mean uh, uh, I am like you know I'm not a very uh, what to say uh, I'm uh, not that way very smart that you know I can like you know uh, play certain games and uh, be very uh, you know strategic about getting work or like connecting people and like you know make friendships and you know like work relationships like that like I am a very like you know agendaless person if I like somebody's work, I I can get in touch with him or her and saying that he he whatever so ma'am I really like your work and would love to work with you okay mm-hmm. or if, uh, I am an actor and I would love to audition for your project so there is a casting this is my approach and mm-hmm. uh, I don't know this might not work for a lot of people and maybe that's why you know I. always take my sweet time to get a project in my hand but i have no like you know what to say i have no regrets regarding this because i think every human being has their own way of like you know handling their professional life and uh, just like their their career basically and this is how i am so in calcutta the most difficult thing was that hardly any auditions happen okay so how do i go and apply people on the basis of what are they going to choose me on the basis of my like you know pretty sexy pictures that will come out in a magazine hmm. i mean that basis of work then like i mean i mean it's like you're judging a book by its cover i mean inside when you open it it might just be like a very badly written book or it can be like a great book with amazing twists and uh, you know very articulated uh, uh, like you know incidents written uh, very you know in in a very poetic manner or whatever mm. yeah you wouldn't know unless and until you really go through it mm. so uh, that that was something really bothering me uh, in calcutta so i thought that if i have to put so much of energy in looking for work and making my career i rather go to bombay and figure it out 
so i came here and uh, i started auditioning and uh, initially i it took me a while to figure out that what really works in an audition and what doesn't work in an audition hmm. and but now i know that you don't know what works in an audition that's the key so you got to just like you know walk in with confidence and like you know uh, you should have your own boundaries and uh, not let anybody like you know uh, basically uh, exploit your vulnerabilities or take advantage of you being a person who is in need of work and this i am not talking about like you know just sexual exploitation like how actors are usually treated and so in the beginning also like you know in certain auditions i have seen like how actors are treated and i have also been said mean things okay mm-hmm. which i if i if i share it with you right now you will laugh okay mm-hmm. but i was young so i felt bad i would come out i would cry i would call my mother or call my boyfriend and be anywhere i, I was homesick okay mm-hmm. and i was hating bombay food okay <laughs> because the, the good food here uh, you know are like you know the ones which are expensive okay and when you when you're new to the city then you have to like you know do budgeting so you have to order food from like ekdam roadside places and those taste like shit okay so those were my initial days and uh, but finally when i started doing theater i met manav call uh, by the second month uh, you know of my stay in bombay i i met him and he was doing a play on tagore and uh, it was just all great timing i mean whoever has said that you know you need to be at the right place at the right time i guess he's like he just did some magic during that time but that is the place you know at his rehearsal where i met like you know some of my very close friends who right now like you know they are like family to me in bombay i met kalki there and uh, and uh, that whole theater atmosphere sort of encouraged me and made me feel very good about like you know this decision of moving to bombay i started liking bombay okay i guess it's the people who make a place likable for you or absolutely terrible for you it's the people so i guess i was like you know i didn't meet the right people in the beginning of my journey yeah and this was that like you know within 2 3 months i met the right people and uh, the i started enjoying the process and uh, during that whole phase uh, i also realized that bombay is very encouraging it doesn't like you know restrict you to just one uh, category or uh, one perspective it looks at you from multiple perspectives like i started doing photography here in bombay professionally which i would have never thought in calcutta because people would be like oh ekhono photographer ho hoye geche here nobody will say that they'll be like oh wow you take pictures as well that's amazing hmm. you know multifaceted actor or artist yeah so uh, like these these things made me fall in love with bombay it's the people and then i started like you know getting to know more people and this energy like you know the the energy in bombay it's infectious it's like there's something in the air that it makes you feel like dude i have to work okay or i feel like working that sort of an atmosphere so it like <laughs> bombay has been an acquired taste and uh, yeah i mean i'm very grateful to bombay the city as a whole for making who i am right now you know a woman with so much of confidence like who had so much of self doubts as a child who uh, was so shy most importantly shy uh, would get intimidated by people or like you know feel sad too often like if somebody would have said something to me i would i would immediately feel sad like now <laughs> i mean i have i don't know if it's a good thing or bad but so many people they're scared of me <laughs> so so i i i give the whole credit to bombay for making me like you know feel like so independent self dependent like in a literal sense so do you think do you think the freedom that a you know new city living alone in new city offers that kind of also shapes that sorry do you think that the freedom that you get you know for living in a new city all alone that also kind of affected that of course of course that does i mean um, like 
not just i guess it's just bombay or calcutta i think once you step out of your yeah. um, you know comfort zone and you start living on your own in a different city where you have to solve everything all by yourself hmm. so that definitely like you know uh, makes a huge impact on your personality hmm. you grow up you grow up without even knowing without even even like you know uh, celebrating your birthday you grew up so uh, th- that is true and uh, like say if you ask any other girl i'm not saying bombay is absolutely 100% safe and there is like you know no crime against women but like the i mean the amount of comfort i have here when mm. i walk into an auto rickshaw in my shorts mm. i cannot even doing this uh, back in calcutta you know mm. Mm. so i can uh, somehow travel back home say uh, at 2 uh, in the night of course i'll be mindful i look around i might just keep texting one friend or like keep like keep talking to somebody over the phone but it's still doable like people have done it i have done it in bombay but i'm not sure of doing this in calcutta i'm sure you can do people have done it but uh, there is a difference in energy hmm. because all because bombay is mostly alive everything is working even at night not now there are night curfews at the moment <laughs> but uh, it's usually alive so you know uh, i am constantly having to interact with people for work like you know if a plumber is coming to fix my tap or i'm going to buy vegetables i am constantly having to interact with people i'm having to do everything of my own independence doesn't mean that just like you know i earn my own money and i live alone and nobody can tell me anything it's not just that i feel it's also about doing a lot of things just by yourself like basically you figure your own shit out yeah so uh, so you know the, these multiple communications these also like you know i think uh, they they give birth to a certain level of confidence mm. uh you know you have the you you don't think five times before communicating with a person you you are like you know this is how i i have to solve this i have to get this work done and uh, yeah and also at the same time i have to take care of my security i have to be mindful of this that like you are doing so many things together yeah the responsibilities kind of helps you grow up yeah absolutely absolutely so coming to your work i mean i've just been impressed by most of your work about how interesting and revolutionary they are but there's just a special place in my heart for tikli you know so so yeah what was the process of becoming tikli you know how did you transform into that role uh, well tikli is also very close to my heart hmm. as well I mean I love Tikli like as a character also not just because I played it hmm. like uh, when when I read the book I fell in love with this girl I was like I want to be friends with Tikli hmm. you know she's so yeah so I mean uh, when I was reading the book that at that point only I fell in love with the character and uh, um, there was this urge and you got a you got a calling from inside that oh man I would so love to play this character hmm. there is so much of uh, uh, i mean uh, so so many shades to this character so much to do it's a it's a huge canvas you have these colors and now you throw them like you know splash them on the canvas and make your own create your own artwork so tikli was like that for me so i started imagining her the moment i was reading the book and uh, this is before i gave the audition hmm. then i then when i read the script like you know she became uh, more prominent in my head then i came and i started auditioning uh, when when i started auditioning for this character i had to go through some four rounds of audition hmm. so so say during the first round of audition aditya gave me certain points like you know he gave certain pointers to follow that uh, will you uh, why don't you try making her talk a bit faster why don't you play around with the uh, hindi okay 
and so we have had certain discussions debates i said i don't want it to be very typically uh, bad hindi how it's portrayed in most of the bollywood films okay tum padega tum morega of course there will be a hang but not in every sentence not in every word hmm. because there has to be some sort of an effort from tikli's side to say the proper hindi hmm. which she is failing constantly but she is constantly making an effort hmm. okay so that has to be so yeah we came to like a middle point and we kept on exploring so uh then once i like you know i got the i got the role hmm. after that uh, uh, me and aditya we went to uh, kamati pura to just have a look at uh, the sex workers and uh, how their like you know every day at work looks like hmm. so we went at night when they were at work and we had to like you know play all low key and walk from one lane to the other as if like you know we are just here for some random work so i heard some women talking in bengali hmm. so i approached them hmm. and spoke to them so they were very happy to hear bengali from another girl's mouth in uh, bombay so and they were like sharing their sad stories with a big smile on their faces which was also very um i mean it's sad also at the same time uh, it, i don't know how to put it it's a very strange feeling because i am in i'm nowhere close to their life experiences mm. okay but uh, i'm playing a character one of the characters Uh, one of them basically so i it i all i kept on feeling that you know i'm so privileged and i better you know put my heart and soul into this character hmm. so when they shared those experiences with me and uh, i noticed them how they you know they were dressed up some of them were like you know heavily dressed up while there was one lady uh, she didn't like put like you know those uh, exaggerated makeup which we usually see in films mm. you know sex workers exact she wasn't she was like if she would have been walking on the road nobody would think that okay this is a sex worker because she was like like the rest of them they had a lot of bl- uh, like you know blush on uh, stone bindi and all of that she didn't have any of it she was very simply dressed and she was also she was very pretty uh, i mean just like i i still remember her face so i i noticed that it's not how we perceive them mm. on screen most of the times it's not always like you know that it's not always that's the case mm. okay it can be a, it can be like a different situation it can be a different example uh, i mean like not everybody has to uh, be generalized and uh, look like you know they all are dressed so like say how lakshmi is dressed in the film mm. how she appears in the film okay it's a it's absolutely aditya's imagination mm. and it can be very well possible how why not yeah you know i feel like in a uh, when we portray a community on media we you know try putting all of them in a box with the whole idea is that yeah. they may have a common profession but they're different people so they can be very different in their own way yeah exactly so uh, when we st- so after that i watched a lot of documentaries uh, mostly where like you know there are interviews of sex workers so watched all of that and finally when i went on set uh, first one or two days it like you know aditya really pushed me like some scenes i would do it slightly like normally like how i'm doing like how i have perceived particularly uh, but aditya would say that uh, why don't you add like something wacky in this mm. like something goofy i said okay cool so i would add and they was like do more i was like i'm sure i'll do more like will it not look extreme he was like no no just do more so when i did he was like perfect i got it so then i think on from the second day mm. second day onwards from the like from the second from the first half of my second day's uh, schedule i somehow got a hang of okay this is how he is looking at tikli and also g- great news i have 
like you know the I, I have a lot of freedom to play around with this character i can go fully crazy and nobody is going to tell me shit okay mm. so and after that i just like started doing crazy stuff like you know in some scene or the other she is making some noise she is uh, like you know uh, doing some like you know with some lines uh, she would like you know uh, say it in a very rhythmic way like basically uh, go all berserk mm. so, yeah i mean then when you are like shooting for 45 nights yeah so the character you become the character I mean, after the shoot, I was I had to be mindful about my Hindi and English because I had a hang of Tikki and I was like really bad Hindi. <laughs> Even for uh, you know for Tota Pataka Itemal, I feel like it was uh, symbolic, of course, but it was so sad and scary that the experiences portrayed was so common to each of us, right? Yeah, and yeah. one thing that in a very symbolic way they showed was anger, and as people who were portraying the part, and also as people who were watching it, we all felt it, right? Uh, so I think mm-hmm. I feel like anger as an emotion is such it's, it's portrayed in such a bad light, especially as women. Yeah. As women, we just told you can't be angry. Yeah. You know, I was just reading yeah. an article on Vogue the other day. It is written by a Bahujan queer artist about how anger can be such a positive thing, revolutionary. Uh, yeah. So, what do you think about that? How? Why is it that women are just not allowed to feel certain emotions? You know, you know, you're not supposed to be angry. Look at in such a negative light. Yeah, I mean, I think it's very silly also, and it's like asking for too much. That you know, you don't feel angry, but at the same time, uh, there'll be rules against you constantly, which are not in favor of you. There are certain norms which are not favor of you. Yeah. Okay, but at the same time, you can't feel angry. <laughs> I mean, and also you have a body which menstruates and gives you pain, which gives you PMSs. Yeah. So you can't be angry. I think it's just unfair. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and also, I think it's very uh, hypocritical in nature if we see all the all the goddesses who we worship. Mm. Like say, Ma Durga or Ma mm. Kali, they both were angry. Mm. Okay, they both or they both had been angry. Mm. So it's there in our like mythology or whatever, like you know, in our folklores. So, how like why you can't expect that like the the women of uh, today's generation or like the women in our society they will not feel they will not feel that anger, and because when you suppress something, anger it it it's bound to like you know break it apart and come out, yeah. and anger is also something. it's like it's which wants to flow which wants to get out it's a release mm. because any form of anger i feel uh, it needs a release mm. some people you know they they get angry for for a few minutes and then they are fine some people feel angry for years but then they are fine okay because after a point that anger has to like you know what to say melt down or calm down Mm. So, uh, like, so, but that release need to happen. But why are women angry? Because that release hasn't happened, and there had been constantly um, bad news against women everywhere. Mm. So, uh, I mean, I don't like. Yeah, it like it's. I mean, there are so many things that women are asked to. So, just don't be angry. It's also like you know. I mean, I just roll my eyes. <laughs> I feel that so many things are done to us to make make us angry, and then they will be like, "Don't be angry." Yeah, and the thing is, this "Don't be angry" also makes us angry. <laughs> yeah, the statement. And the thing is, in real life, you know, I don't express my anger so much. It's not because I've been asked not to express anger, because that's how I am. Mm. Okay, I. one who wants to sort things out i want to settle things like you know between me and this other person or between two people okay i feel that are yaar i mean life is too short and uh, especially this last years of this whole being 
like you know locked inside your house like you know we went through so much of introspection that you know we tend to hold grudges against very petty things mm-hmm. we don't look at like the things that we have okay so you know i'm a, i'm that sort of a person who wants to like who believes that you forget as long it's like you know it it's worth forgetting okay and like you know like make peace i mean love can heal the world that sort of person but i mean i'm i just feel that when i play these characters there is actually so much anger inside mm-hmm. me i you know that anger comes out very well i can play angry characters <laughs> very well like you know, somebody meets me in real life they would be like fuck you're not uh, i mean i'm sorry i abused <laughs> you're not i mean you're not like say uh, the that woman from tota pataka item mm. mall it's completely different i was like yeah absolutely i'm a very sweet person otherwise <laughs> okay I'm no i'm not at all like chitra in tota pataka but i am able to play that character because there is an alter ego inside mm. which is angry which loses its shit mm. i used to be a very temper kid because i was unable to i saw certain things when i was growing up i guess so much of domestic violence and then you know i couldn't express mm. so i guess it somehow built like you know uh, like uh, like a like it it had stored certain grudges mm. and uh, i didn't i don't know if if that's the grudge or it's like you know over the years when i've grown up like wh- while i'm walking to my college from metro from park street metro to st xavier suddenly some random person felt my thighs and i turned around and i see nobody you feel angry mm. you feel like screaming over there okay or when you enter an audition room and somebody checks you out from top to bottom as if i'm not like you know okay i'm not uh, good enough for this role i'm not hot enough okay whatever just for the sake of some advertising project they objectified me for 2 minutes and then i know i give this audition it won't be of any use so things make me angry so but you know where do you take these these out so i guess these all come out through these characters yeah uh, in these films that's a very interesting way to put it you know as in since you're an actor i feel like it's kind of mandatory for me to ask you this that you know the portrayal in media of gender hmm i mm-hmm. i feel like there's just such a dichotomy that on one side i do say that uh, you know such sexist and horrible uh, thing is portrayed in the media but then who do i blame these pictures are the same pictures that get sold out the most and exactly yeah so i mean it's just a cycle then those act creators will be like oh we're portraying society and society will be like we are getting influenced by that that it's just like a cycle hmm. so as somebody yeah. as somebody who has done you know an unconventional roles which maybe don't sell out well but it's for the good of it i mean the movies you have done i feel like it's just inspired me so much at different points of time uh how do you think is art so yeah how do you think is artists you can break that cycle and make good art which actually does some good for the society it's very difficult to mm. be honest and uh, it's easier when you're younger i feel mm. uh because uh, then you don't have this uh you know like this scary thing called, uh, called survival dangling mm. in front of you mm. okay so you sometimes like you know as actors or even as ideal idealist actors artists you have to do certain work which you don't always believe in mm. yeah but you have to survive you need that money mm. but like also i feel as an artist it's a question to myself also and to others also how much can you compromise mm. yeah in uh, like if it's an absolutely sexist misogynistic project then you might just not do it and you are like no i i don't want to do it but you know if there is a work you don't know it's that you know that it's not going to be great and it's very typical representation mm. okay but it's doable you can i you do it mm. because you need to 
so when you when you as artists when you do like you know uh, projects which have some like you know which are meaningful mm. and also niche so that actually like you know requires your passion mm. a lot of passion and patience mm. okay both the piece you required because you don't know when these films are going to come out where it will come out okay whether it will get that push whether it will be able to reach your audience or not mm. yeah it's a very questionable thing so after a point it can also get very tiring for any like you know a filmmaker or an actor that like are yaar hum log kaam kiye ja rahe hain but it's not reaching my people mm-hmm. and it's not coming out because it's so bloody hard to make a film and put it out mm-hmm. is you can you can make a film make a film with your iphone but it's so difficult to put it out mm-hmm. and on the hand like you know when the masses mm-hmm. when they say ki bekar content hai isme kya dikhaya hai but the problem is how these contents are selling because you guys are consuming it mm-hmm. so today like you know certain like you know casting uh processes happen where the requirement is like you need to have 100k followers above on your instagram you don't need actors uh-huh. hai na to mm-hmm. so, i mean so but why are they doing it because they feel that those people have the audience mm-hmm. so if we get forward so a lot more people will watch our mm-hmm. show whether it doesn't matter if it's good bad or whatever so the thing is it's all about how much of an audience pool you mm. have right so it's it's a it's it's very difficult to like you know for an artist to just like you know break that whole circle in this huge ocean mm. of like you know mainstream stuff going on which is all about uh, getting the mass getting them to watch something and uh, the audience needs to uh, change like you know the its choices i feel yeah you can't be complaining about bad content but at the same time uh, you don't want to watch stuff which are like you know which have some meaning okay even like you know there are certain like films or web series which are problematic okay because the general audience don't have that vision to see that they see it's well acted or uh, they see that it's good production and they're just hooked to it they have binged it and they feel it's great not everybody has a sense of like you know good writing even good acting like you know as a matter of fact because people are so used to seeing mediocre stuff uh, like you know on the big screen because a lot of people have gotten opportunities uh, because of the name and because of the glamour but they have finally you know been able to portray their talent after some 5 6 mm. films yeah audience is used to that mediocrity even in terms of content love story otherwise south indian copy uh, act like copy of an action film uh, or like you know usual stuff mm. or like this copy and so now when they're seeing stuff on like on the web uh, it's it is itself uh, like a refreshing thing for them so to be able to reach a point where they want to consume only and only uh, good content i think uh, that will take a while to like you know polish their tastes hmm. so in that is uh, you know the perspective of the people watching also do you think the way you know the whole problematic portrayal is it also because of the male gaze i'm not saying men are incapable of making sensitive content absolutely not i mean the creator of two of your films uh, is like a man but but you know the sheer now lack of women in direction posts across yeah. hollywood and bollywood there are literally so few women do you think representation yeah. there could make a little difference of course of course it does i mean the moment you have like a woman's perspective so many thing comes up mm-hmm. as a topic okay in, in one project which uh, the man was not being able to see it i'm not saying like men shouldn't mm-hmm. be making films on women 
mean women also they make film or uh, films on men as well okay uh, it's just i feel uh, it's too much of a male gaze happening in the industry now women are ma- telling stories they're you know they're making films making web series but i feel that it has to reach that point where uh, it's an equal sort of a scenario where we have of uh, filmmakers who are women lots of writers who are women lots of cinematographers mm. who are women okay then then when we don't have to mention the female filmmaker yeah. okay we don't have to say that so uh, i mean like hollywood like the biggest industry in the whole mm. world the industry itself is striving mm. uh, like try so hard to push women so i can only imagine that you know we are so far behind because uh, uh, i mean now that these discussions have uh, popped up especially say after so i don't i don't want to take names like you know two web series one on netflix one on, one on amazon two of their first web series is uh, they were big hits mm-hmm. when they came out but the biggest criticism that they faced more than like you know their creativity writing and all of them it was uh, the representation mm-hmm. of women you know they were mostly like a second fiddle to every character they were mm-hmm. important but or they had to like somehow vanish and die or like you know mm-hmm. fade away but like the backbone of these stories were mm-hmm. men okay so the badlands of our country where it's like it's a full male dominated scene now the thing is the arguments will happen, like you know there will be arguments like but those places are male dominated ha theek hai chalo those places are male dominated but there are women living there do they not have hmm. stories ha so like something as chota as uh, like a man uh, coming back home after say thrashing somebody and having his lunch okay that's a perspective that is like you know one side of the story but another is like before thrashing him maybe this woman is constantly like going crazy thinking that well, like dude again he is going he has gone and he is going to thrash people or whatever i have i and i rather finish the oh, khana pakana first like whatever hard thing is like or maybe she is thinking that you know she has to finish a job but uh, this guy is i don't know what mood he is going to be you are showing a very real situation hmm. where it is a patriarchal society but wo patriarchy mein bhi to is aurat ki koi kahani hogi there will be a story of this woman or that other girl you know what is their story is it all about that killing and thrashing you know what i mean yeah i feel like you know when i mean i can, i am free to take names i can take names the one story that constantly comes to my mind or uh, when you're talking about perspective is just an absolutely random example see for for example made in heaven okay in hmm. the, in that series you're not port- you don't have to portray women as superheroes or somebody who's saving the world you don't have to right see for example yeah. that girl from the small Uh, town of old delhi who would come to work she had a back story yeah. for example the person who played uh, tara khanna she had she was so problematic in her own behavior and she was reflecting upon yeah. it you don't have to also portray women as perfect the imperfections exactly that can also exactly. be portrayed and i would love to i would love to see imperfect women yeah because we have celebrated imperfect men all our lives yeah like you know they because we have seen that that you know when they are like you know going for a girl and approaching them and maybe in the beginning irritating them a bit we have were like you looked at it as oh so cute yeah okay mm. when he has you know like say beaten up somebody or whatever oh, it's like wow so heroic okay so there are lots of things which are like or like you know which are problematic which are not like you know like a what to say it it because some very very bright and positive characteristic of a person yeah but we have accepted it so i think it's high time we also start accepting 
uh, women as a flawed i mean i quite i really liked alia bhat's character in gali boy mm. because i felt she was she's a she's a crazy girl mm. i mean if she was my girlfriend and she would go and no chalo even i had a scene or whatever fling with this girl you can't come and break a bottle on that girl's head mm. yeah she it, 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 it's a mistake it's a fault like you did it's not cool okay but at the same time her love uh, for her uh, like you know for her career she wanting to do something and she is madly in love with this guy that also makes her like this like you know like such a focused girl very clear about what she wants yeah so i mean that makes her that makes her a human hmm very real that's like, what makes her real yeah like, oh i am jealous of the person but i'm not going to show it and i'm come out and i'll go to the bathroom and cry hmm. no i broke a bottle it i know it's fault i'm an awful person but i did it hmm. सेल्फ I would definitely as a how young <laughs> I mean depending on the age you know maybe or 12 13 or old girl you know somebody uh, who's listening in also I would tell her that dude you are capable of doing so many things you have so much potential you have no idea mm. stop thinking that who is going to judge you and tell you that you can't do it just keep doing it mm. okay and don't listen to anybody uh who tells you that ye nahi hoga this is a waste of time hmm. or this is not going to be useful in your life you do it because you have it in you and if you start doing it from now it will stay with you till you like you know till you're old and uh, break up with your uh, first boyfriend <laughs> started dating somebody when i was 16 and then uh, i mean it was a very toxic relationship and it didn't start off as a toxic one but it did, it became very toxic and very uh, because i was like as i said i always felt that you know peace is the solution to mere dimag mein it didn't it didn't come only ki okay there is something called a breakup <laughs> okay mm. so i mean uh, yeah so that would be my suggestion and my advice to 13 year old or 14 year old whatever that when that happens na mm. like when when you see red flags just break up 